Hello, welcome to episode two of Potty Training Podcast. Thank you very much for coming back. If it's your first time with us, welcome. My name is Lloyd Hollett. And I am Jonathan Griffiths. How are you, my friend? I'm well, thanks, Lloyd. Yeah, not bad. Uh, busy day at work, obviously still working from home because we're in lockdown. Um, still in lockdown, yep. And, and that hasn't changed. But been, I've been really excited to talk to you and, and, and revisit the kind of getting ready phase of, of the babies this week. But um, before we get onto that, how, how are things with you? Good, thank you. Uh, I found this kind of uh, week very therapeutic, getting ready for these episodes and the upcoming ones. It's, it's kind of, I feel like I'm writing an autobiography and it's amazing all the memories come flooding back. And it's amazing that the subjects and the things you kind of take for granted. And when, when we come up with a, a subject like tonight's one, getting ready for the birth, it's like, uh, oh my God, your brain goes into overdrive. I've actually lost sleep this week with so <laughs> many ideas, as I know you have too. Well, I, I've, I've, I slept better when Logan was first born than I am now because of thinking about this. But you're right, it's, it's crazy because we kind of, you know, I went for a run tonight and all I could think of the entire time was, oh my God, I've got to write that down. Oh, that's another one. And all these things come flowing back to you. Because I think when you're a new dad, it's quite overwhelming and if you don't write things down, it's easy just to forget them and move on to the next phase. So like yeah. you say, this has been really, really fun. And, and tonight, I think it's going to be a particularly fun episode. But um, yeah, yeah so, looking forward to it. How has Logan been this week? He has been a little shit. Um, right. I'm not going to lie. Um, he, we are, I mean, he's, he's, he's wonderful. He's very loving most of the time. But we're trying to cut out his morning nap at the moment. Um, So he's 18 months old and apparently the advice, I'm not sure, Lauren told me. And this is the problem with NCT groups is that Logan's the youngest in his little NCT group and they're on WhatsApp every day and all the other five babies have lost their morning nap. So of course, now Logan has to. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you take away, if I don't sleep enough, I'm grumpy. So we've been trying to cut that out. But inevitably, it means that he he gets he loses his rag um, occasionally. But um, that's that's all fun and games. What about Ottilie? Oh, mate, exactly the same. Oh, really? Um, probably one of the most stressful days I've had <laughs> since knowing her. It's, <laughs> and and in a weird sort of way, it's it's kind of linked to what you just said. Even though totally different ages, almost uh, not that far off. But she's been very grumpy, very irritable screaming just screaming uh between four and seven in the afternoon after her afternoon snooze she always uh snoozes between two and four quite a, a ritual two o'clock she goes down she knows she goes and she's happy she doesn't get grumpy and it's like uh, at four o'clock she wakes up and she's happy we see her on the cam and we carry on for the rest of the afternoon but uh, just screaming lots and not, you know not getting her own way and not wanting to sit in the chair for dinner wanting to get out and uh, we we had been watching Peppa Pig because it's a free uh, station at the moment under lockdown. Virgin Media have put it up. So we tuned in and she's been watching it. But uh, I've heard a lot of people over the years since Osley's been born say you're either a Peppa Pig parent or you're a CBeebies parent. They're kind of like good and evil. And I, I can see why because I watch, I watch Peppa Pig and... Some of the subjects, some of the, 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 there's a lot of bullying going on as, as a parent. I'm like, oh, I'm not quite sure I'm comfortable my daughter watching this. Whereas like on CBeebies, it's a completely different feel and vibe. So we've banned Peppa Pig yep. today. We don't know if that's part of her. It could be her teething. Oh, you know, interesting. The yeah, well, I mean, Lauren won't let Logan watch Peppa Pig. Um, right. She she once went to Peppa Pig World, which uh, I think it's at Poulton's Park. Um, she went with a friend uh, when when her friend's son was young, 
and she came home and I think just the sound, there was this constant, the, the theme tune on a loop at Paulton's Park and Lauren <laughs> just went, no, I can never hear that song again. But yeah, like you, we've heard sort of very mixed things about Peppa Pig, so he doesn't watch that. He's very much a CBeebies kid. Oh, what a week for us both! But um, look, let's 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 go back to happier times. Um, at the end of the last episode, we talked about everything up to the twenty-week scan. You and I both chose not to, well, not you and I, because look, we're the husbands; we don't get to choose anything. But it had hmm. been it had been decided for us that we weren't going to find out the sex of the babies, and then the preparation begins. So, where did it start for you? You're quite an organised kind of chap. You like to know what what's going on. How did you start the process of learning to be a dad? Okay, before I tell you this, I've got to say the question on everyone's lips, and I've lost sleep about this. Did Lauren oh. keep the pistic? <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to raise this. I'm um, after the stick I gave you in episode one for for keeping your pistic. I, I raised it with Lauren. I said, "You'll never guess what Lloyd told me. He kept the pistic in a glass cabinet next to his pyramids." And she went, <laughs> "Yeah." I went, "What?" She went, I've, "We've got ours." She kept them. She kept it. <laughs> That's amazing. I told you. I'm furious. I should have bet money on this. You're disgusting, both of you. I still Thank maintain that. I don't know where it is. I haven't asked to see it, but yeah, she's kept the piss tick. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to tweet pictures, you do realise now. We'll have to dig them out, wipe, give them a wipe down. Oh my God. Do, do not dare. Do not dare. Now, right, moving swiftly on. Lloyd. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay, yes, yes. So, last uh, preparation. Time, yeah, well, last time you said something really interesting. It sparked a bit of an idea because you were told not to buy any books when you were in Waterstones. I was in Waterstones, so what, yeah. So what happened there then? Did you follow the advice or did you go for it? I did follow the advice. I I, I, I stayed well away from that. I, I went to Waterstones with full intention of getting a few books and I was getting stressed and someone said don't. So I just walked out. And I remember I, I did a post on Instagram uh, of all the baby books that were there. And I, I just said something like, uh, oh, which ones to go for? Question mark. And within about 10 minutes, the, the messages I'd had, replies to that post, got, got, got on my nerves so much, I ended up deleting the post. And it was, it was people saying, oh, you know, follow your instinct, Lloyd, or, you know, you'll choose well. Or there was people saying, you're wasting your time, get out of the shop now, or don't even bother. And then uh, everyone, everyone had an opinion. And it was like, oh, this is like, um, Instagram's not normally like this. You know, I'm, I'm on Instagram because it's quite light and fluffy. It's very different to Facebook nonsense and all that. But, uh, no, I, I stayed away from the books, but it was it was it was Danny actually who who did her research and really did thorough research with with uh, with certain groups and, and websites. Giovanna Fletcher was a great help, I got to say. Um, when she brought out a Happy Mum, Happy Baby, we went to the uh, a screening of. Um, well, it was it wasn't a screening. It was it was the, the launch of the book in, in Waterstones in Canterbury. Um, we, we went there. We got tickets and. We saw her. She did a chat and a Q and A about it. I was I was the only bloke there. That's very cool. Because I bought I bought Lauren that book. So I, yeah. it's so funny. And and you and I have known each other a few years now. And we do joke about this a few times. But I do think sometimes that me and Danny are probably more aligned, and you and Lauren are more aligned. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You, you you and Lauren keep the piss sticks, don't really read the books. Me and Danny mm-hmm. are a bit more sort of organized and read the books. And do I the just research. Be- I became obsessed, mate. And 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 I think looking back, probably. It probably wasn't healthy, the amount I got, sort of, I'm um, the amount I read. So I bought Lauren the Happy Mum, Happy Baby book, um, yep. and she loved it. I must say that. She did love it. But that was me kind of forcing that on her because I was adamant that Lauren was going to be really relaxed and really happy through the pregnancy because I was convinced that was going to 
almost you know go down to the baby and 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 have him come out happy and and relaxed which is yeah i think there is something in that but again i'm i'm now thinking was i putting too much pressure on lauren um lauren also really enjoyed the one by alex jones called winging it right um she really enjoyed that and i think just both both Giovanna Fletcher and, and Alex Jones just wrote very sort of personal. It wasn't too like a like a textbook, mm-hmm. um, but I must, I must. I mean, we'll come to some of the ones you've written down here. Uh, the, the, the titles are incredible. Actually, do you want to read read them out now because they're so funny? Yeah, so it was <laughs> Happy Mum, Happy Baby was the was one of three. The other two were How to Grow a Baby and Push It Out. <laughs> Uh, to, to, and 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 by Clemmy Hooper, really recommend that. And the other one, parenting the shit out of life <laughs> by mother, mother and Papa Pucker. And, and when I, this was a Christmas list, my wife said, "I said, what do you want for Christmas?" She made a list, and there were two books: How to Grow a Baby, Push It Out, Parenting the Shit Out of Life. And I'm like, I was like, look, oh, these are just going to be piss taking books. I, this, I'm not remotely interested. Amazingly, completely opposite. They right. were so insightful brilliant bang on i could relate to them so could my wife and um recommend them to anyone the one book that raised an argument between lauren and me um was was gina ford now have you heard of gina ford lloyd no no i've heard of her father henry (laughs) and uh and her sister rosemary um Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> um so Gina Ford is is a marmite in the world of uh, in the world of children. So she is a she or she was a professional nanny. She's mm-hmm. never had kids herself and people that are very anti Gina Ford bring that up all the time. So she wrote a book. She's written a few, but she wrote a, a quite a famous book called The New Con- oh it's called um, The New Contented Little Baby Book. Right. And this thing is is pretty intense. And it's all about getting your kid on a routine um, from from day one, from the word go. And it's all about yeah. getting them sleeping. Ultimately, that's that's the aim. But mate, this thing it lists. It's like seven o'clock, have a glass of water. Seven ten, sit down. Seven fifteen, breastfeed your baby. It's patronising. It, but it's just very intense, and mm-hmm. that's fine if you're a professional nanny and that's what you're getting paid to do. But if you're a mum that wants to go out and it's all about feeding the baby at certain times and putting the baby down to sleep at certain times and it's so regimental. Some people swear by it, but actually if you look at it, if you wanted to be a mum and nip out and meet your friends, you wouldn't be able to do this. You'd have to lock yourself away for three months. And um, a friend of mine recommended it. I bought it. I tried to get Lauren sort of into it. And luckily Lauren pushed back because... I think if we'd have gone on this, it would have just caused so much tension and so many arguments. So that was one of the ones that we just we just put to one side. Okay. Um, but I don't know about you. Did you try and get Ottilie on a schedule? What? How did you? Was that in your sort of psyche at the time, or was it? We'll just wig it. Yeah, Danny was very much uh, proactive when it comes to keeping a, a rotor going. You know, banging bang on seven o'clock every night. If we could get her to bed at seven o'clock every night. Uh, without fail that would that would uh 
you know, set us up in life. And it's kind of has done. She she goes to bed at seven o'clock every night. Uh, I must admit, CBBS helps because they have the bedtime wind yeah. down hour. So you know, when they have the what is it, the, the moon baby, and then the clangers, and then into into the night garden, and then the last little jingle, and then the bedtime story, and then there's a final jingle, and then the station shuts down, and it's just a little few stars on the TV. So when Otterly sees that, she knows it's time for bed, and and again we adjusted her bedtime according to that which we'd heard a lot of people say they did but then some people are against that i know a lot of people that put the babies bed at eight o'clock i was speaking to a mate of mine gavin last night and he was saying he's he's tried that he tried that he, he would he would put the baby in bed and let it scream indefinitely but <laughs> it didn't work the kid would scream just scream and scream and scream and um so it doesn't work for everyone. Well, and, and do you know what, as well, I'll point out this, that um, it depends on your circumstance as well. So I, where I work, I work up in Richmond, um, sort of in London, but I live in Hampshire in Aldershot. So I finish work and I rush home, but I'm not going to get home before half six at the earliest, um, quarter to seven, seven o'clock. So if Logan was going down to bed at the start, if he was going down to bed at seven o'clock, I'd never get to see him. So we intentionally shifted everything back um, and did his bedtime. Now, what's interesting is because we're on lockdown, it's kind of shifted back to that sort of quite seven o'clock. That's very natural for him. So we're probably going to keep that going. Just rounding off the book conversation, the one I really did like, though, which was bought for us as a gift, was was called Your Baby Week by Week by Simone Cave and Dr. Caroline Fertelman. Fertelman, what a great name. Um, Good name. And what that is, is that is literally, it's just short chapters and it's telling you what to expect week by week for the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, again, it's just a bit of a guide. And I think that acted a bit, it was like a horoscope. You could kind of read the bits you want to read and ignore the bits you wanted to, but it was just a bit reassuring in those first few weeks. Oh, that's normal. Oh, okay, that's going to happen. Well, that's something to look forward to. And then as you get to know your baby, there was things in there. It's like, oh, he's not doing that. Oh, he's not doing that. Oh, he must be, you know, an idiot. Um, and and then you put the book down. But I, I really liked that for the first few weeks. But um, yeah, I, I think you know, looking back, I did probably read too much. And I remember going to the NCT class for the first time, and they were sort of saying, "Oh, who's read anything?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've read this, 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 and this." And the other dads must have looked at me and thought, "What a dick!" I mean, what a little swat. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's kind of my book experience. So I wasn't really into the book thing as as preparing for a father could uh, get me to a standard where you'd think you'd want to be. But what I will recommend is is the the website babycenter.co.uk. Okay, there's a, there's an app with it, and I I swore by that. And it would you know you type in your due date and, and and when your kid's born and all that, and everything comes up. You you know your, your kid's going to be the size of an egg this week, or it's a prune, or a lobster, uh, look like a lobster, and what to expect, and uh, everything from from labour pains to, to kicks, bumps in the night, everything. And I'd, I'd get regular emails every day. Did you going slightly off tangent? Did you ever consider getting one of those um, sort of three D scans that they do? Have you seen those? Never heard of them. No, oh, no, mate. no. What's that? They're freaky. And, and again, I apologize to anyone that's, that's going to get them, but the people that have shown me these things, so that you, your normal scan is is pretty, you know, you can see the shape of the baby, but you can pay a little bit extra and go and get these little 3D scans. And it's it's scary, the detail. 
Google it. Maybe I'll put a we'll put a photo up on social media of some. But every time someone's you know when someone shows you something and you just think it's horrendous, but you have mm-hmm. to go, oh, <laughs> that's lovely, and <laughs> it is the most terrifying thing. And, and I just wondered if you you'd got it, but you've not heard of it. I've never heard of it, mate. Never heard of it. Well, no. after this, Google it, and you'll be terrified. You won't sleep for sure. I will. I've made notes. I got. <laughs> so do, tell me, mate, where were you uh, subject to any weird things said to you? before Logan was born. The one thing I will say, looking back now, is everyone says, and this is such a cliche, everyone says, it goes really fast. Appreciate every moment, it goes really fast. And and you go, yeah, 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 I know, life goes fast. Yep, I get it. I think looking back now, that has been the biggest shock for me. I knew things would go fast. I didn't realise how fast they would go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I would probably say to any new dads or potential dads or dads thinking about it or men thinking about being dads if that makes sense just be aware that it those moments just go and I think what's interesting and we will discuss this in more detail but Lauren and I have decided to stick with one that's a choice so we're going to have one and, and we're done um, and that sort of really focuses your attention on this because you're never going to do it again you know you're never going to do it again. It's not like we oh we might try it again. So you go you know the last time I, the last time I sterilised his bottles before Lauren said you know you don't need to do those anymore. And you go oh and you pop the steriliser away and you go that's it that's the last time I've done that. And that was one of my little jobs and one of my little routines that I really enjoyed. So it goes very quickly. Um, then you had a fire at the end of the garden and burnt it all right. I just burnt everything. Just mm-hmm. burnt everything. Just laughing, <laughs> going Haha, I'm never going to do this again. Thank God. I've stored everything in the loft because we will we do want another one. Yeah, well that's that's great. So it's uh, it's all uh, and I couldn't believe it. I, I put be putting more and more stuff up in the loft for the last few weeks as as Ossie's growing out of it and putting it in the in the the next baby section ready to dig out. And I got up there a few weeks ago and it's all covered in rat shit. Oh no. Yeah, mate. So I've got a story about killing a rat a few years ago, but probably not for today. Yes, join our new podcast, Killing Rats, we'll out soon with John Griffiths and Lloyd Hollett. Well, Lauren and I, we were older parents. We could, well, she was classed as a geriatric mum, even though she was 38, I think it was, mm. when she had Logan. Um yep. I'm a few years younger than her, sure, <laughs> lad. Um, and um, and so for us, we've had you know 36, 38 years of sleeping well, and that was a big scare thing for us because we're not as young as as maybe our parents were, and we both have jobs and things like that. So the sleep thing was really on my mind. And a few people had said, "Oh, we had a sleep consultant." So I did a bit of investigation, and there was a, a woman, um, a lovely lady. Um, and I'll, I'll put her details. Her name's Anne. I'll put her details on if anyone's interested. And she was doing a, she was quite new to it. So she was doing a thing where it was a hundred pounds and it was this full sort of online consultancy with her. You'd have a call and then she'd send you a plan and then you'd have another call. Lauren was really skeptical. It was only a hundred pounds only. I know that's a lot of money, but I thought for a good sleep. And we did these calls. Now we'll never know whether that was worth it whether that was the best £100 we ever spent or whether he was always going to sleep really well. But Hmm. what I would say is it gave us that structure and it gave us a bit of a timetable, looser than Gina Ford, which really helped me because I'm very sort of timetable orientated and I need a plan and need a routine. And Logan was sleeping through the night 
by two months. Um, and we were very lucky. And he was, we put him in his nursery at two and a half months, even though they say, you know, keep it till six months. But we were like, well, he's sleeping through the night. It's pointless. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, but very different between me and Lauren. So Lauren's still not convinced that was, you know, sorry, Anne, if you're listening, but Lauren wasn't convinced it actually helped. Um, but I think it did. So did you ever look at anything like that? Did you ever think about the sleep consultancy thing? No, not at all. No, 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 pretty. No, the only, the only thing we focused on was, 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 was the hypnobirthing for Danny. Um, yeah. What's that? What's that about? Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I was a bit skeptical about it. Uh, I, I, and I, and I still am really about Danny paid, uh, purchased a digital package it cost a 30 quid it's all about breathing it's basically breathing that's at the end of the day it's how to breathe how to focus deep breaths you know in through the nose hole for eight out through the mouth and uh and, and that I, from my point of view I'm like danny you're, you're paying 30 quid to be taught how to breathe uh, and i remember she downloaded this package and i watched it with her in bed one night and i was doing it with her if you go to siobhan was brilliant uh, uh, for this uh hypnobirthing website the positive birth company.co.uk they're on She's on all the social medias and it is great. It is fascinating. And she, she did a water birth and we, we wanted a water birth because of her and her story. And there's, there's pictures and videos of the water birth and it seems very relaxing. Sorry, what? Siobhan's got videos of her water birth online. Maybe it's just pictures. Maybe, maybe I've dreamt there. Of videos, <laughs> but I, think it's just, but I don't think, I think that's the thing. It's like whatever it's, it's that placebo effect, isn't it? It doesn't really matter whether, you know, Danny paid 30 quid and it worked or whether it's holistic treatment. And if it worked for Danny, then it was worth the money. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of my thinking. And that's it. You get all these people giving you, if I don't do home births, don't do water births or do this, do that, do that, do what's right for you. And do you know what? If we spent a hundred pounds and it was a bit of a waste of time, but we tried it and it didn't work, then fine. You know, just as long as, as long as it's within your means, I think Absolutely. that's that's really important. Yeah, most definitely. And and for us, you know, the only time it really came in handy, and I, I can swear by it, was driving to the hospital, uh, as, as stressful as it was, because Ottilie was literally born a few minutes after I parked the car, and we'll go into that in another episode. Um, I was doing the exercises with Dan. Okay, breathe in, you know, hold. You know, I was doing what we'd, what we'd learned and what we'd been taught to do. So that 30 quid, I would do the same again. I was always told, um, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. That was kind of the mantra. And and for me, I've always had to prepare quite hard for everything that I've achieved. And that's not saying, you know, but I've never had, I've never, it's never come to particularly easy, you know, with GCSEs, I had to really revise and that and anything sports wise, I've always had to go to practice. Whereas there's some people in life that will just breeze through things. And I think that's exactly the same, you know, that prepare to fail, prepare to fail. Yeah fail to prepare, prepare to fail. That's different depending on who you are. Some people will just do this and be completely natural, do no preparation, not think about a thing, buy a cot the week before it's born and their kid will be amazing. Other people will do all the preparation in the world and the kid won't sleep for a year and it'll be, it will feel like a disaster. So, and that's the, you can't really tell, but one thing I I definitely think is is worthwhile. And and I think you and I both have this attitude is it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun. And, and and there's so much emphasis on raising the baby and having making sure the baby's all right. But I said to Lauren very early on, if we're only going to do this for the one time and that's it, 
this is our experience as well of being a parent and going through all this for the first time and the last time. And we've got to enjoy it. And we, yeah. we try and enjoy everything we do in life. And, and this had to be the same. And I, I think we've achieved that so far. You know, yeah, good. It, it's a mutual thing, isn't it? Yeah. One of the most exciting uh, memories I have was was everyone stressing and giving advice about you've got to get all the, the cot and the bucky and John Lewis or mother care and all that. And we, we literally bought everything in Audi. It was baby week, baby week. And um, we bought the cot. We, we got the, the, the carrier, the, the stand, um, the, the thing that goes around your waist that the baby carries in and all the nappies and you know, and that cot's amazing. It's still still holding out to this day, and it weren't that expensive. You don't need the the dog's bollocks. Well, I mean, apart you should from have the spoken to Lauren. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> we, we, I mean, yeah. Tell me about your pram experience, because that was the first time I just my jaw hit the floor when we went to uh, we went to this big mother care. Um, sadly, no longer around. That's crazy. Um, went to this big mother care, and Lauren had her eye on the silver cross pram and it was all singing all dancing and you can have the car seat which clipped into it and then it turned into a sort of cot thing and and this thing was it was about 900 quid mate oh 900 pounds i've bought Mm -hmm. cars for less than that yep yep danny wanted the silver cross as well mate and um and i was i I couldn't justify it and i remember being really really grumpy for a long time and I, I, i i said come on you know there are Let's go to the range. You know, they've got buggies in there that are, what, 200 quid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess, uh, to be fair, my mum and dad had a Silver Cross, one of the really old-fashioned ones with the huge wheels, yeah. like awesome cartwheels. Um, Danny had a Silver Cross when she was a baby, so I guess it's it stayed in the family. I can see why. And it, <sighs> to be honest, we got one. I gave in, you know. They keep her happy, you know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> Happy wife, happy life, that old thing. And she's like, yeah. well, you did tell me to be a happy mum. Giovanna mm-hmm. Fletcher said so. Thanks, Giovanna. Um, yeah. But that, and that's, what's interesting is I think you're right. There's, there's such brand equity with Silvercross. But like you and I have discussed away from this, you know, if we were born 50 years ago, we wouldn't have had a fancy buggy and all this stuff. And I know times change, but my argument was, well, look, I'm sure the... I'm sure the 500 pound one is just as good as the 900 pound one, but um, but yeah. Well, and what what's interesting is retrospectively, um, because Logan was quite a heavy baby and and Lauren had some back problems and stuff. But the car seat aspect of that setup, she actually admitted to me afterwards she probably wouldn't have gone for it um, because it really ruined her back. It was so heavy, and mm. it was great quality. The Silver Cross stuff is really good quality, but it wasn't very practical lugging yeah. this thing around and um yeah if anyone's listening maybe just do a bit more research i can't tell you which one's cheaper to go for but um but also you know you're it takes a brave man to uh, defy their wife in that situation especially when she's got the hormones flying around yeah yeah do your research amazon prime's a good example you know the, everything's rated reviewed on there and there are alternatives or you can just come to me and buy a secondhand silver cross which is fantastic and you're gonna love it But talking about buying things, and uh, I try and be as polite as possible when I say this, did you go and buy any friends? And by that, I mean, did you sign up to an NCT class or an equivalent class where you paid a fortune and went and met some friends? No. You didn't do it. 
No, I'm used to having no friends. That's what I <laughs> Changed the habit of a lifetime. So what you did, we, we did, and you know what? It's worked out brilliantly for us. Um, yeah, I know friends that have done NCT, and they've walked into the room, and they have not clicked with anyone in there, and they've kind of done the classes, and they've walked away, and and that's been that. Mm-hmm. I can say we've had a brilliant experience, and we've been very very lucky in that there's six, I think there's six couples, and we've all remained brilliant friends, and the mums right. speak every single day on whatsapp they meet up regularly they go on nights out the dads do you know we've got a whatsapp group we go on christmas drinks and meet up in the summer and stuff like that so we've been really lucky um why didn't you do it and 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 just well before you answer that i will again point out it is quite expensive um and this is this episode is making me sound like i'm a bloody millionaire i'm not at all but um Lauren's from Scotland and has moved down here, so doesn't have that network of natural friends around her like some people do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's got great friends she's met through work and family and stuff like that, but she didn't have people of her own age that she went to school with or or college with that were having children. So this for her was was an amazing opportunity to meet other people. But um, so for us again, it was worth the money, you know, return on investment. But did you ever have the conversation about it? What what made you not want to do it? No, we, we we never said we don't want to do it. it. Just it just never was an option. We never we never said we were thinking should we. You know, we were both extremely busy. I was driving all over the country night after night. Danny was working pretty much full time where where she was a, a box office clerk in a theatre. Um, and you know, she, life takes over. Yeah, and it, it was really never came up in conversation. Right. Okay. But if you're thinking about if you're listening and thinking about NCT, what I will say is it is a bit of a roll of the dice. Because we paid, you know, two hundred fifty quid, whatever it is, and we met a great bunch of people that we'll keep in touch with, hopefully for forever. But what I, my word of warning, and you do hear this about NCT, is that there is a lot of pressure about breastfeeding. You know, despite the fact they say, "Oh no, it's cool if you can't breastfeed," or you, "Come on now," I mean, that's slight bullshit. They have a separate breastfeeding evening where a woman's like you must breastfeed your child, otherwise you're a terrible parent and they'll grow up to be an idiot and fail at everything. And you're sat there going, oh my God. And for someone like Lauren who who couldn't breastfeed, and, and, and again, that will be down the line, you know, that's a lot of pressure. And they, they sort of, there was one brilliant moment where they claimed that a cesarean baby was different to a baby born naturally. And I'm a cesarean baby and I was going, that's ridiculous. You can't mm-hmm. go into an office or a restaurant and go cesarean, normal, normal, normal definitely cesarean i mean and they were saying don't take the drugs don't take the peth is it pethanol am i getting that wrong now i'll I'll remember it but don't take drugs and don't try and do the drugs if you can and and it's all just you've got to take it all with a pinch of salt because they're pressuring women effectively to do it the perfect way and then when it comes to it you might have to take all the drugs under the sun. When it comes to it, you might have to have a cesarean. One of the mums had to be put under a general anaesthetic because it went so wrong. And, you know, these classes, they do put a lot of pressure to have the perfect birth and be the perfect parents. And that's just bollocks. You know, things like that, things like the, the breastfeeding, uh, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. It's it's like, to I think it's like politics, you know, you, you don't discuss politics. It's it's the same with dummies. It's like the certain things that are a bit taboo when it comes to giving children uh, a life in this world because, oh, it's so 50-50, you know, people are so fixed on they work for me or, you know, you should breastfeed or you should, you know, use formula. Um 
Well, we're going to we we are going to break all those taboos, Lloyd, because we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about breastfeeding when it comes to it. We're going to talk about dummies when it comes to it. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. One of the notes on here I need to ask you about um, sage oils. Yeah, that was a big recommendation by a lot of people. Um, so we've got one of those um, oil diffusers. Uh, sage oil was recommended. It kind of relaxes uh, the mother, um, you know, in the build up to giving birth. And uh, it worked for Danny, um, although she did say, you know, <laughs> after the, the birth, after the birth, we never want to smell that bloody stuff. <laughs> it just takes you back. Um, I, I remember that pethidine is the drug I was trying to think of. So pethidine is, and, and, and uh, the NCT, they were like, don't take the pethidine, don't take the pethidine if you can help it. Lauren was like, give me the pethidine when it came to it. Um, so Jonathan, I've got to say, because we're nearly running out of time. I know. Um, I think we should maybe, before we go, end on maybe like baby showers. Yeah, go on. What is your, what was your experience with Lauren's baby shower? I didn't have one because I wasn't allowed there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, Why? What, have you, have you, did you have anything different? Uh, the, the thing was, uh, I didn't know really much about baby showers. I turned up because I was asked by my sister-in-law who put it together oh. to bring a sound system. Right. Because they, they turned up last minute and they set everything up and she did a wonderful job, but they didn't have a sound system. So I rustled together this sound system, went to my best mate's house up the road and he lent me it and got the cable and I went there. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, it was... Uh, I cannot describe the reaction when I walked in the room. Half the people were pleased to see me. The other half were like really shocked and horrified that I was there. And even though I was just dropping off a sound system, they're like, what's he doing here? That's literally what I heard a few people say. Like, these are uh, relations of, of Danny's. <laughs> what's, he, what's he doing here? He's not staying, is he? When you hear that, it's quite soul-destroying. I remember going home in a proper grump. Even though I wasn't going to stay, but uh, had I known that it was just for the women, you know. Um, but then the other half of the people that were there were surprised I didn't attend, and they were like, "Why is really?" It See, I was kicked out. Ours was ours. Lawrence was here. Lawrence was at the house, so I got kicked right. out. I got very clear instructions: you can fuck off and go and spend time with the boys. And I th- yeah, I met up with my two best friends, and um, I wasn't. I, I literally was terrified to come back. Um, but what I will say is, I mean, yeah, there's, there's real mixed things about, cause some people, you know, my mum, she came along and, and, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that she did, but she sees it as quite American thing. And, um, she didn't buy Lauren a gift because she, she just has that rule. She didn't want to buy a gift until after the baby was born. Um, but yeah. they did, they did a great job and it was really nice just for Lauren to be surrounded by friends. And, and we, and we did this thing and Lauren, and it was fantastic sort of foresight, but she, um, she asked for everyone to come, not to buy lots of lots of you know, clothes and toys because we had lots of that already. But she asked everyone to bring along a book for the baby, and mm-hmm. so instantly we had this little library for Logan. And um, and I know reading's a very sort of a big passion of yours, and and he had this instant library. So there were great things about it, and everyone sort of guessed the sex, and they had a really good time. So I would encourage it, but yeah, just keep out of the way, fellas. Don't go anywhere yeah. near that. So they are they are good fun. I must I would not knock them. Some of like some of the parties and games that that they did were wonderful, and we've got a lovely thing on the wall. Uh, it's it's a thumbprint of everyone that turned up for the baby shower. Oh, that's cool. Um, it was you know put in ink and 
put on this little bit of card and everyone just signed their name next to it. And it's kind of special. We've got a picture of Ottilie in the middle. Is it next so to the piss it, stick in the, in the glass cabinet? Well, look, I think you're right. We are running out of time. So I think we're going to have to bump a few of the things that we were going to talk about into the next episode. Talking about the birth, one of the most terrific moments of my life um, that oh. gave me post-traumatic stress disorder. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, mate. We'll get you through this, my friend. We can do this. Thanks, buddy. I'll um, be holding your hand all the way. <laughs> so do you want to just remind people how they can get in touch and, and, and all that stuff? Because you're better at that than me. Yeah, everyone. Thank you so much. Please spread the word like we say at the end of every episode. We're on all the social medias. We're on Twitter at Poddy Training, Facebook at Poddy Training, Instagram Poddy Training Podcast. And uh, if you want to contact us directly, you can email us at poddytrainingpodcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for your time, Lloyd. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I hope Otterly um, stops screaming so much this week. Oh, mate, so do I. Well, we're changing the the uh, the afternoon snooze time tomorrow, tomorrow, and I know you've changed yours, so uh, it'd be interesting to see if things have changed next week, mate. Yes, well, we'll catch up next week, and uh, we'll talk about the birth. Lucky us. Uh, until next time, my friends. See you then. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.